okay so we are doing chapter 82 today this is uh, about krishna and balram meet the inhabitants of vrindavan now this is shrimad bhagavatam canto 10 part 4 chapter 82 krishna and balram meet the inhabitants of vrindavan in the previous chapter we did the story of sudama and how sudama meets krishna and krishna honors him and after that, when Sudama goes back, he gets to see that he has got a very big palace to live in. Krishna has been gracious enough to give him that palace. So we will continue from there, chapter 82. Krishna and Balram meet inhabitants of Vrindavan. Now here a very interesting aspect you should know. That after Krishna and Balram left Vrindavan, Krishna has never gone back to Vrindavan after that ever again. You will find that he meets the people from Vrindavan but he never goes back to Vrindavan. So in the physical body he has never gone. So there is an aspect which needs an explanation once we come to the end of the chapter I shall give you all the explanation. Because naturally he has to meet some of his old gopis over there. So let us now continue with the chapter. Sukhdev Goswami said, Once while Balram and Krishna were living in Dwarka, there occurred a great eclipse of the sun, just as if the end of Lord Brahma's day has come. So, now we are beginning another story where Krishna and Balram they are in Dwarka and today is a day when the eclipse is happening it's a very great eclipse that is happening knowing of this eclipse in advance O King many people went to the holy places known as Samanta Panchaka in order to earn pious credit Whenever, whenever there is an eclipse you either go to a holy place and take a dip in water over there or if you are at home, you do not use the water which has been stored previously. So after the eclipse, you wash the vessels and bring fresh water and then you fill it. This was the pratha. This was the way how people used to have, you used to live in the past. In today's day and age, we put on the aqua guard and the water comes on. So we think that the water is pure. It is not about the purity of the water that is being tested over here. In terms of germs, it is not about the germs, it is about what happens, how the water gets contaminated by purity and impurity from the spiritual perspective. People think that they need to purify the water. It is not about purification of the water. Eclipse means covering up. Eclipse means what? When you cover up. So, when the eclipse happens, the moon will cover up the sun or the earth will cover up the moon, something like that happens. So, when this kind of an eclipse happens, it means it's covered up. It is called covering up of certain objects which are very very dear to us, like the moon or the sun. So, there is a solar eclipse and there is a lunar eclipse, so whichever eclipse. So likewise you will find that the water is supposed to be 
connected to the tides and then the moon. So there is a connection. But in the spiritual domain, the spiritual domain is the purity is connected to the spiritual aspect, not the material aspect. It is material aspect is a secondary issue. You can drink the same water. Anyway, you are going to drink the same water. You may just open a new bottle of EVN or just new bottle of Kinley and say, Oh, uh, now I am drinking new water. Kinley ka naya bottle khola. And, uh, that is not what is called purity. That they are talking about germs and all those kind of things. Here we are talking about spirituality. So, people used to go to holy places. Now, holy places has got a lot of spiritual aspects over there. So, the person who goes over there absorbs the spiritual aspect. Alright. After reading the earth of kings, Lord Parshuram, the foremost of the warriors, created huge lakes for the king's blood at Samantapanchaka. Although he was never tainted by karmic reaction, Lord Parshuram performed sacrifices there to instruct people in general. Thus he acted like an ordinary person trying to free himself of sin. From all parts of Bharatvarsh, a great number of people now came to the Samantha Panchaka or pilgrimage. O descendant of Bharata, among those arrived at the holy places were many Vrishnis such as Gada, Pradyumna and Samba, hoping to be relieved of their sins. Akrura, Vasudev, Ahuka and other kings also went there. Aniruddha remained in Dwarka with Suchandra. Sukha and Sarana to guard the city together with Krithvarma, the commander of their armed forces. So now we are going back in time and here we are trying to understand about Parshuram. Now Parshuram has killed many kings in the past because of the story which you will find in the Bhagavatam. Parshuram, his father had to be avenged. So he killed many times many kings in different different locations and there were thousands and thousands of their families which got killed during that particular part in time you know. Now what happens at that time is this. The every time when he was killing the thought must have crossed his mind that I have done something which I need to do a pachata for maybe you know some sort of a relief has to be given. So in the end when he has killed so many kings and read the entire Bharatvarsh of all the tyrannical kings, the bad kings over there. So he performs a particular yajna. Now there is a lake where he has done this sacrifice and this lake is that particular place called Panchaka. So, every, everybody goes to this particular place because it has a lot of holy powers in it. So, likewise, now you will find that during this eclipse, it's a very, very big eclipse. So, everybody is going towards this lake. Some people, some people are staying back in Dwarka and some of them are going. The mighty Yadavas passed with great majesty along the road. They were attended by their soldiers who rode on chariots rivaling the airplanes on heaven, on horses moving with a rhythmic gait and on bellowing elephants as huge as clouds. Also with them were many infantrymen as effulgent as celestial Vidyadharas. 
the yadavas were so divinely dressed being adorned with gold necklaces and flower garlands and wearing fine armor they as they proceeded along the road with their wives they seemed to be demigods flying through the sky so there is a scene here describing how everybody is going to this panchaka lake the samanta panchaka the saintly at samanta panchaka the saintly yadavas bathed and then observed a fast with careful attention afterwards they presented the brahmanas with cows bedecked with garments flowers flower garlands and gold necklaces in accordance with the scriptural injunction the descendant of vrishni then bathed once more in lord parshuram's lake and fed first class brahmanas with sumptuous food <clears throat> all the while they prayed may we be granted devotion to lord krishna now like i said you know after the eclipse you are supposed to take a bath taking a bath you purify yourself with water and then you change the water in the house and then that is a new water that you need to drink that is the idea then with the permission of lord krishna their sole object of worship the vrishnis ate breakfast and sat down at their leisure beneath trees that gave cooling shade the yadavas saw that many of the kings who had arrived there were old friends and relatives the matsyas the ushinaras the kaushalyas vidarbhas kurus sanjayas kambojas kaikayas madras kuntis and the kings of anartha and kerala so there was madras also that time see madras has come anartha has also come and kerala has also come so imagine during that time also there was kerala and there was madras as well they also saw many hundreds of other kings both allies and adversaries in addition my dear king parikshit they saw their dear friend nanda maharaj and the cowherd men and women who have been suffering in anxiety for so long as the great joy of seeing one another made the lotuses of their heart and face faces bloom with fresh beauty the men embraced one another enthusiastically with tears pouring from their eyes the hair on their body standing on end and their voices choked up they all felt intense bliss so now once they have finished the activity and everybody has partaken of the water they have taken the bath and after that the water and then they have taken a little bit of fresh you know food that was there then they have sat below the trees and now they are looking around and seeing who all has come over there so they in some of the places they find their friends and their relatives from different different lands who have come over there so they they saw each other and then they started wishing each other and meeting and exchanging different different you know pleasantries the women glanced at one another with pure smiles of loving friendship and when they embraced their breasts smeared with saffron paste pressed against one another as their eyes filled with tears of affection so they the women also meet each other then they all offered obeisances to their elders and re- received respect in turn from the younger relatives after inquiring from one another about the comfort of their trip and their well-being they proceeded to talk about krishna now in this particular episode you will find that everybody is meeting and every other person over there the elders are always to be respected so their feet are to be touched and the youngsters are always supposed to respect the elders this is the truth and that is the system followed over there as well after that 
then they eat something and then they drink something and then they talk to each other about all their different different activities that have happened in their life queen kunti met with her brothers and sisters and their children and also with her parents her brothers wives and lord mukunda while talking with them she forgot her sorrow now kunti we are going back to the mahabharata okay now kunti is very sad woman but when she is meeting these people in this particular place panchaka samanta panchaka so at that point in time you are supposed to forget all your little bit of problems that you are having queen kunti said my dear respectable brother i feel that my desires have been frustrated because although all of you are most saintly you forgot me during my calamities well this is exactly what happens sometimes you exchange pleasantries and sometimes you are showing that you are feeling bad about it you know how you feel bad about oh you have not come to see me for a very very long time oh you don't you don't nowadays you know call me also at least one call you can make ha ah, you have gone so far off so you don't want to talk to your relatives ha ah? i remember you all the time but this thought never comes to their mind that you can also make a call they can also make a call isn't it they can also do the same thing but they will try to show how hurt they are the idea which we need to have is this it is always the younger generation which is supposed to call up the elder people even when you are angry even when you are hurt even when something has gone wrong it is the youngsters are supposed to first take the onus and call the elderly people up if you continue to wallow in your grief or your sorrow or whatever trouble that has happened to you you are not going to rise in your life you want the elders to come and say sorry to you you should look at the age forget about that they might have been you no know, said something very very bad to you but it is important that you should say that yes i am very happy to see you and touch their feet so it is important to do that always respect the elders you have to respect the elders you cannot say you know ah you don't want to talk to me nicely that's why i am not going to call you up no preemptive things should not be done we should not say okay you are going to take out all the old issues that's why i don't want to call you see because every time when you call up the people will say you remember last time i was telling you about this you have still not done that thing so what do you do you don't want to call them up or don't want to talk to them or don't want to meet them no it is our duty it's your duty to do so it is also your duty if you feel that you don't want to get in indulge in that talk don't get into a fight keep quiet be humble now let us say your parents and you have a small disagreement the disagreement may be regarding some money or some personal issue you are supposed to give some small gift or some small token to somebody and you have forgotten but you tried to make it up so last time you had got a very severe thrashing from your parents so you don't want to call them up because again they will start the same issue 
but it is your duty to call them up sometimes so when you call them up don't say in the beginning don't start that last time's topic i don't like it <laughs> this is not the way to talk you can definitely say you know how are you ma how are you dad and then be nice to them and stay away from the topic because if the topic comes up you are going to get angry why do you want to get into that topic but it they will keep on telling you it is their duty so they will talk to you they will say last time i was telling you like this you never listen to me yes 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 you can just keep on saying nodding and saying yes you know they are going to shout at you that should not dissuade you from calling them up okay this is the understanding that you should have so kunti is starting her tirade she is going to tell see nobody came to see me <laughs> all right so let us see what kunti says queen kunti said my dear respectable brother i feel that my desires have been frustrated because although all of you are mostly saintly you forgot me during my calamities kunti is saying friends and family members even children brothers and parents forget a dear ones whom providence no longer favors providence no longer favors so what is kunti trying to say see poor me i am in trouble god has given me trouble so she is talking like this god has given me trouble and because god has given me trouble anybody who is troubled by god nobody wants to go near that fellow suppose you don't have money so you say na god is not giving me money and then and nobody comes and says anything to you so you say see god gave me problem i don't have any money and nobody wants to even talk to me because they think i will ask them for money i hope you understand this is how everybody thinks so kunti is talking like that providence is against providence means god god is against me so you people don't want to be with me only actually everybody is lost in their own world everybody is bothered about their own self why will they remember that somebody is not having money you understand this why will anybody think that they are not having money for the last? because it doesn't occur to them it doesn't even appear in their world that there is a problem in somebody else's life you should know this so you should never be under the impression that the other person knows about the problem that's why he is avoiding other person may not even know why are we taking it for granted that the other person knows so never take it for granted it's your duty to talk to them so talk to them does it matter maximum kya bolega nahi hai mere paas jab itna hi bolega na you got what i'm saying the only thing that that person will do is no i don't have go go away otherwise what will happen nothing else will happen you can you will come to know that that what kind of a person he is so it's okay don't bother shri vasudev said dear sister please do not get angry with us we are only ordinary men play things of fate indeed whether a person acts on his own or is forced by other he is always under the supreme lord's control so vasudev is telling kunti see my dear sister we can't do anything you know i am an ordinary person 
I may have forgotten about you. But you see, providence, again, God. We are always bound by fate. Fate means destiny. Destiny is making us do go through all the problems in our world. So destiny is making us go through the problems. What can I do? I am a poor human being, you know. I don't understand how destiny works also. So he says, everybody is under the control of the Supreme Lord. Harassed by Kamsa, we all fled our various directions, but by the grace of providence, we have now finally been able to return to our homes, my dear sister. So, Vasudev is telling her, See, you had your problems, no? At that time, we also had our problems. Our problems was connected to Kamsa. Kamsa was harassing us. And there, Kunti was having a problem with all the Kauravas. Remember that. Huh? Correct? Dhritarashtra and Kaurav and everybody, they, are, they were giving them trouble. So here on this case, Vasudev, he was having his problem with Kamsa. So he is telling his sister, you know, you when you are having that problem there, I was having problem with Kamsa. What can I do? We are all under providence. All God only is doing all these things. And that is the reason why we have now finally been able to return to our homes, my dear sister. Sukhdev Goswami said, Vasudev, Ugrasen and other Yadus honored the various kings who became supremely blissful and content upon seeing Lord Ochuta. So Krishna has also come over there. So everybody looks at Krishna and they are feeling very happy about it. All the royalty present, including Bhrishma, Drona, Dhritarashtra, Gandhari and her sons, the Pandavas and the wife, Kunti, Sanjaya, Vidura, Kripacharya, Kunti Bhoj, Virata, Bhishmaka, Great Nagnaji, Puruji, Drupada, Salya, Vrishtaketu, Kashiraj, Damogosha, Vishalaksha, Mithila, Madra, Kekaya, Yadumanyu, Susharma, Bahalika and his associates and their sons and many of the other best kings, other kings subservient to Maharaj Yudhishthir, all of them, O best of kings, were simply amazed to see the transcendental form of Lord Krishna, the abode of all opulence and beauty standing before them with his consorts. So all these people have come from different, different locations. Different kings from different locations, including all the Kauravas, the Pandavas and everybody has come. So all of them see Krishna standing over there with his wives. He's got so many wives, no? So he's standing over there with the wives and they all meet him and they pray to him. After Lord Balram and Krishna, Lord Krishna had liberally honoured them. With great joy and enthusiasm, this king began to praise the members of the Vrishni clan, Sri Krishna's personal associate. So naturally, once you see Krishna over there, it is very, very important to praise him. That means prayers, we all have to do. See, when you go to the holy place, naturally you go to pray. Like that, when you enter a temple, you are going to pray, isn't it? Likewise, when you go to your puja ghar, you are anyway going to bow down to God over there and maybe say a little prayer. That is what happens. So, the king said, O king of the Bhojas, you alone among men have achieved a truly exalted birth. For you continually behold Lord Krishna, who is rarely visible even to the great yogis. So, the Ugrasen. Ugrasen is the grandfather, isn't it? The grandfather of Krishna. So, what is what are they saying? See, you are meeting Krishna every day of your life over there. You are so, so, you know, you should be very thankful that you are meeting Krishna every now and then. So, they are talking to Ugrasen. 
his fame has broadcast by the vedas the water that has washed his feet and the words he speaks in the form of revealed scriptures these thoroughly purify this universe although the earth's good fortune was ravaged by time the touch of his lotus feet has revitalized her and thus she is raining down on the fulfillment of all our desires the same lord vishnu who makes us forget the goals of heaven once forget the goals of heaven and liberation has now entered the marital and blood relationships with you who otherwise travel on the hellish path of family life indeed in these relationships you can see and touch him directly walk beside him converse with him and together with him lie down to rest sit at ease and take your meals so what are they saying so everybody is telling ugrasen and his entourage the number of people that are there you know you are very very lucky why are you lucky because you get to see krishna every now and then we don't get to see krishna every now and then so you are a very lucky person he says the supreme divine consciousness the divine being has entered the body of sri krishna physical body of krishna and krishna is dwelling with you isn't it such a great thing so this is the truth when the supreme divine takes up a body and dwells in that place in that particular location it's a very very important thing and how is krishna behaving with normal people he behaves exactly like a normal human being as if he is married as if he is having children as if he's got so many wives and he's going here and going there and eating and drinking and doing so many things isn't that what he is doing so he is in relationship with you with the particular king you are the grandfather okay this is the father this is the mother of this person called sri krishna Sri Krishna is not a born person please know this Krishna was not born neither was Sri Ram neither is Radharani neither is Sita none of these people were actually born you should know this these divine beings assumed the body took the body see physically there is a physical body in them you know that which they see what is the physical body the physical body of the one who is born in mathura so what did sri krishna do he assumed that body he takes over the body likewise in case of sri ram also likewise in case of radharani also radha had assumed the body of the lady who was born of the child who was born in vrishabhan's house got it so think about it like that and by the way the assuming of the body need not happen at birth also the body can be assumed at a much later date maybe at the fag end of the life of that particular being it can be assumed assume means taking over it's like as if you are taken over as a principal of a school 
So you took over as the principal of the school in 2015. And 2016 you are there as a principal. But before 2014 there was another principal. Got it? The principal was different. So now you are the principal. So like that they assume the body. They take over the body. So he is saying, see over here. Although the earth's good fortune was ravaged by time, the touch of his lotus feet has revitalized her and she is thus raining down on the fulfillment of our desires. So the body which they assume has a lot of value from the spiritual perspective. We need to honor that body. So the same Lord Vishnu who makes one forget the goals of heaven and liberation has now entered into marital and blood relationship with you. When Krishna or you know when Krishna got married to the ladies over there he is taking up a relationship which is a blood relationship connected to that body. So who otherwise travel on the hellish path of family life. So you need to be thankful that you have Krishna in your life. Because having Krishna in your life, you can no longer traverse the hellish path. Hellish path means of birth and death, birth and death, birth and death. You know, they are continuous life cycles. So once you have Krishna in your life, that particular family or that particular number of people, those who are associated with Krishna, get liberated. Liberated. They all go to Goloka with him. This is the sweetness of this. So indeed in this relationship you can see and touch him directly, walk beside him, converse with him and together with him lie down to rest, sit at ease and take your meals. So are you not happy that you are having to meet Krishna in flesh? He has taken up a body. That is why. Sukhdev Goswami said, when Nanda Maharaj learned that the Yadus had arrived, led by Krishna, he immediately went to see them. The cowherds accompanied him, their various possessions loaded to their wagons. Now, at that point in time, now when Sri Krishna was coming, even Nanda Maharaj, he has come from Gokul, he has come from Rijbas. Okay? You remember he was over there, Vrindavan and all those places. So now all those people have also come over there. Seeing Nanda, the Vrishnis were delighted and stood up like dead bodies coming back to life. Having felt much distress at not seeing him for so long, they held him in tight embrace. So if you don't meet Krishna for a very long time, what happens? Everybody holds him very tightly. Vasudev embraced Nanda Maharaj with great joy. Besides himself, in ecstatic love, Vasudev remembered the troubles Kamsa had caused him, forcing him to leave his sons in Gokula for their safety. So, Vasudev remembers how he had left his son Krishna. Okay. O hero of the Kurus, Krishna and Balram embraced their foster parents and bowed down to them. But their throats were so choked up with tears of love that the two lords couldn't say nothing. So Krishna and Balram is also meeting his foster parents. They are also meeting the foster parents. They are meeting Vasudev, isn't it? Sorry. They are meeting Nanda Maharaj. They are staying with Vasudev. So they are meeting Nanda Maharaj. He has come from Vrindavan. So he is very happy and they were choked with emotion. Raising their two sons onto their lap and holding them in their arms, 
Nanda and saintly mother Yashoda forgot their sorrow. Once they see their foster son, they are very happy and they embrace him and they take him close. Then Rohini and Devaki both embraced the queen of Raja, remembering their faithful friendship she had shown them. Their throats choking with tears, they addressed her as follows. So, Rohini and Devaki, they are also now going to talk to each other. Rohini and Devaki said, What woman could forget the un- in unceasing friendship with you and Nanda has shown us, dear queen of Raja? There is no way to repay you in this world, even with the wealth of Indra. So what are they saying? Yashoda, you know Yashoda is there hmm? and they are talking to Yashoda and they are saying you know we cannot forget what all good things you have done for us by taking care of our children when they were small. Before these two boys had ever seen their real parents you acted as their parents and gave them all affection and care training, nourishing and protecting. They were never afraid, good lady, because you protected them just as eyelids protect the eyes. Indeed, saintly persons like you never discriminate between outsiders and their own kin. That means, here Rohini and Devaki are saying to Yashoda, they are saying, we are so thankful, you know, you took care of our children. You took care of them like a mother. It's not like a mother, mother only, no? The foster mother is literally like a mother only. So, she's taken care. She's taken care to that level where khana, peena, sab kuch kiya hai. That's what. He's taken care of training them also. Nourishing them. Giving them food and so on and so forth. And also, when they were afraid, good lady, you protected them. So, many a times as small children, Krishna and Balram were showing that they are afraid. So naturally Yashoda Maya had always taken care of them as well. And she has never shown the discrimination that they are somebody else's children. Sukhdeva Goswami said, While gazing at their beloved Krishna, the young gopis used to condemn the creator. <coughs> One second. Huh? Sukhdeva Goswami said, While gazing at their beloved Krishna, the young gopis used to condemn the creator of their eyelids, which would momentarily block the vision of him. Now seeing Krishna again, and after such a long separation with their eyes, they took him into their hearts and there they embraced him to their full satisfaction. In this way they become totally absorbed in the ecstatic meditation on him, although those who constantly practice mystic yoga find such an absorption difficult to achieve. Now we come to the gopis. The gopis are seeing Krishna after a very very long time. Remember a lot has passed after that. Krishna has left Gokul Vrindavan and he has gone with Akrura. He has killed Kamsa. After that he taken charge of the kingdom over there. And then so many things have happened. And they have left their kingdom Mathura. And they have gone to stay in Dwarka. Now they are grown up. Now they are wives, there are children, there are so many people over there. Remember we spoke about uh, different children also. In Dwarka, some children are staying over there. And Krishna and Balram have come to this particular place, Panchaka. Right? So now all the gopis are seeing Krishna and they are talking about, See, we used to see you as a child over there. Krishna, you were there with us all the time. And now we are seeing you after such a long time. 
So they didn't want to close their eyes because if you close the eyes, they will lose the vision of Krishna. So they were keeping their eyes open, wide open and they were looking at Krishna as if they are seeing him for the first time, you know, like this, in wide awe. And it was a very, very long separation. So how did they see? They took him in their hearts. When you take somebody in your heart means you are lovingly, ah, like that you are going inwards, you know, just taking in and feeling nice about the whole issue. And they got absorbed in the ecstatic meditation on him. When you get absorbed in the meditation on that person, I cannot give you examples of your material worldly life or whatever. But let us say you are meeting somebody really great or somebody whom you love so much after a very very long time. Then what happens? Or let us say you are meeting Amitabh Bachchan or Shah Rukh Khan and Shah Rukh Khan comes and says hello to you. And you know you don't want to leave that person that only. You just want to keep on shaking and shaking and shaking. So it is like that. You don't want that person to leave your hand. So that is what happens. So here all the gopis are seeing Krishna after such a long time. And ah, they are all going like that. They are melting literally. The Supreme Lord approached the gopis in a secluded place as they stood in their ecstatic trance. After embracing each one of them and inquiring about their well-being, he laughed and spoke as follows. Krishna, he is meeting them. He tells all these gopis, you come out the side. We'll go to another place and there we will talk. So he takes them to a secluded place. He doesn't want to talk in front of other people. So when he embraces them, he embraces them quietly in a different place and not in front of everybody. Everybody is going to get some wrong idea, so he will not do any of those things. So he takes them at the side and he embraces each one of them and then he asks each one of them and he is smiling over there. Lord Krishna said, My dear girlfriends, <laughs> My dear girlfriends, Do you still remember me? It is for my relative's sake that I stayed away so long, intent on destroying my enemies. Now Krishna is telling, See, I was staying in this Mathura and the Dwarka because there are too many people who are enemies. We have to kill them, you know. We have to take care of the kingdom. I have to do a lot of work for the relatives. That's why I was over there. Do you perhaps think that I am ungrateful and thus hold me in contempt? After all, it is the Supreme Lord who brings living beings together and then separates them. So Krishna is talking to them in a very, very different language. He tells them, you know what? I had to go over there because I had to take care of that problems over there. Alright? Everybody was after the king. So I had to release him from Kamsa and then later on in that other kingdom, Shishupal and you know all those other people, they were trying to trouble us. So I had to kill them. Okay? Now that I am there in front of you. You know, God is the one. He is, Krishna is saying in a very crooked manner. He says, you know, God, at the end of the day, only God does all these things. He brings people together and he separates them. Brings them together sometimes and then he separates them. So, <laughs> that is why he is smiling. Just as the wind brings together masses of clouds, blades of grass, wisps of cotton and particles of dust, only to scatter them again. So the creator deals with these created beings in the same way. Krishna is not taking the onus of being the creator or the God over there. See, what he saying? God is there, no? He does all these things. He brings the grass together, he brings the dust together and then he separates them. See, God is the one who is doing all these things. What can I do? 
God brought us together in the past and now God is bringing us together today also actually he is making a little bit of fun but what he is telling us is actually the truth now let us hear what the truth is rendering devotional service to me qualifies any living being for eternal life but by your good fortune you have developed a special loving attitude towards me by which you have obtained me then he says the truth he tells them when you have devotion for me till that time you are saying creator creator is somebody else now he is saying the true words he says you know it's when you have devotion for me that is the only time when you qualify to be with me in goloka as a devotee i will take you with me to goloka and it's your good fortune that you have developed special loving attitude towards me it's only with love and devotion that you can come to me and that now you have this love and devotion for me that you will obtain me you will get me dear ladies i am the beginning and the end of all created beings and exist both within and without them just as the elements ether water earth air and fire are the beginning and the end of all material objects and exist both within and without them so he says the very very important line over here he says you see when you are in love and devotion with the divine that is krishna i have taken up this body over here remember this is the same body which is being honored by you people that krishna and this krishna is no different that krishna of goloka and the krishna in front of you are no different they are one and the same and you should never forget that what he is made up of is what i am made up of here on earth we take make use of all the five elements panchabhutas and we create a body so the body has equal significance to the divine being that krishna is got the answer so he is saying i am the beginning and the end of all created beings in every created being i am the beginning and the end of everything that is there and i am within and outside that is inside of this as well as outside of this so whether you think i am in the goloka or whether you think i am here i am here as well as there i am everywhere but you need to find that inside of you this krishna is inside this body is inside you as well as there in goloka i am the same person so in this way all created things reside within the basic elements of creation while the spirit soul pervades the creation remaining in their true identity you should see both of these the material creation and the self as manifest within me the imperishable supreme truth so he says just like these are created things all these are bodies around me you know these are all created they have come from panchabhutas from the earth wind fire all those kind of things water and so on and so forth 
Everybody is made up of like that. But everybody is also having a spirit in them. That which runs the system, that which runs your body is called the spirit, the divine spirit is there in that. And that is the one which is pervading everything, which is inside every human being on this earth. Everything in this world is pervaded by the spirit. That is the supreme spirit. So he says, you see both of these, the material and the self, as manifest within me, is the imperishable supreme truth. So, look at this body of mine. I am the Sri Krishna. I am the Sri Krishna of the Golok Vrindavan as well. So when you look upon this body and you look upon that Krishna, remember that Krishna is also in this body, is also in you. Is the same as what is in you, is the same as in this body, is the same as in that divine place. So Krishna is one and the same. It is the supreme spirit, it is the supreme divine consciousness. Got it? Sukhdeva Goswami said, Having thus been instructed by Krishna in spiritual matters, the gopis were all freed from the tinge of false ego because of their incessant meditation upon him. And with their deepening absorption in him, they came to understand him fully. This understanding is the worst thing that, you know, you we cannot understand this thing. What is the meaning of this? What Krishna is telling them is simply this. If this Krishna is different than that Krishna in the Goloka, then am I not going to be feeling bad that I am separate than that? That Krishna in Goloka is different than this Krishna on earth. Then I should be feeling exactly like you, no? How you are feeling? You are separate. So, this Krishna will feel separate. Oh, that Krishna is over there, that Krishna is over there. I will feel the same, no? But that is not the truth. The truth is that Krishna... The Supreme Divine Krishna is the same as the Supreme Divine Krishna in this body. And is the same the Supreme Divine Krishna in your body as well. Because what is inside of you is the same as inside of me. Is the same as inside of the one in the Supreme Divine Consciousness which is Goloka. Same Krishna is the same. If you understand this truth, then why are you feeling that I have left you? Do you understand? This body has gone to Dwarka. But are you not having that Krishna inside of you? So if the Krishna is there inside of you, what makes you think that I left you anytime and went away? I have not left you. I am still with you. Except that you do not think. You look at this body, this Panchabhuta body and you think, Oh, Krishna has gone away, huh? He is such a nice fellow. He doesn't want to be with us. He went away. No. I live inside of you. Just like I live inside this body and just like I live over there in the Goloka. I live inside this being, this person. Like that I live inside you. I have my Astitva inside of you also. I have my that essence inside of you. So what makes you think I left you? That is the meaning of the word. This is the spiritual truth. This is what every individual needs to understand. So this is what he has told them. So he has instructed the gopis like that in the spiritual manner. This is the spiritual matter. And once their false ego goes away, they think, I am the body, I am the wife of so and so, I am the son of so and so. Now think like this. 
जी राधा ओके वी टेक हर स्टोरी इज द डॉटर ऑफ ऋषभान इज मैरिड टू अभिमन्यु ओके येट शी इज गॉन विथ कृष्णा इन द मटीरियल वर्ल्ड इज इन टीट अ डर्टी एंड अ रॉन्ग थिंग दैट पीपल विल से ओ दिस इज समबडी इज वाइफ गोइंग आउट विथ समबडी एल्स दिस इज वॉट दे विल थिंक इज इन टीट वेर एज द ट्रूथ इज वॉट द ट्रूथ इज नॉट दैट अभिमन्यू इज हर हजबंड नो हू इज द प्राइमरी पर्सन द प्राइमरी इज देअर राधा कृष्णा इन द गोलोका दे हैव टेकन अ बॉडी सो कैन यू नॉट से दैट अभिमन्यू हैज टेकन राधा Did you understand this? We are seeing from current Radha point of view and saying that Krishna वो लड़की के पीछे भागता है लेकिन सर वो राधा कृष्णा जो है वो गोलोक वाले हैं तो क्या अभिमन्यु वो राधा के पीछे नहीं भागा तो हैज अभिमन्यू डन रॉन्ग और कृष्णा इज डन रॉन्ग इट इज कृष्णा वाइफ ओनली देयर फ्रॉम गोलोका राधा इज कृष्णाज वाइफ फ्रॉम गोलोका ऑन अर्थ शी इज गॉट मैरिड टू अभिमन्यू एंड वेन शी मीट्स कृष्णा शी इज मीटिंग कृष्णा फ्रॉम गोलोका द बॉडी विच इज मीटिंग इज द गोलोका बॉडी शी इज नॉट मीटिंग द बॉडी विच इज अ क्रॉस ह्यूमन बींग काइंड ऑफ अ पर्सन शी इज नॉट मीटिंग दैट पर्सन सो शी इज मीटिंग द पर्सन फ्रॉम गोलोका सो यू कैन डेफिनेटली से इट इज दिस वे द होल स्टोरी हैज टू बी सी नॉट द अदर वे अराउंड करेक्ट I hope you understand the truth in this. So, on, always remember this: that when anybody asks you this question, "Whom are you married to?" You are a human being, you know. You may have a body of a man, or you may have a body of a woman. You may have whatever body that you have. Does not really matter. You have come from Goloka. In Goloka, the husband that you have over there, because everybody is a woman there, right? The husband that you have, everybody has only one husband, and his name is Krishna. Do you understand? It is only in the material world when you come over there that you have a you may if you if you are a man you have a wife, if you are a woman you have a husband, and you think oh that is my husband, that is my wife. Whereas who is your actual husband? Your husband is only one boss. That is the God. Now you will understand why in Christianity, people when they become nun or priest, they get married to Christ. Do you understand why they marry Christ? Because the Savior, the Father in heaven, is their Father. He is also their husband. He is also their whatever that you want to call. So in the material world, when they are married to some human being. they think that they have come from somebody you know they think they are somebody's daughter they think that they are somebody's you know son they think that they are somebody's wife and they are think that they are somebody's husband that is wrong this is not the way to look at it the way to look at it is who are you originally who where have you come from and who is your true husband got it this is how the whole thing has to be seen so when you understand this truth you will not give much importance to the bodies around you you will be detached from everybody because you are sincere to your one husband you are sincere to your one husband that is the reason why when mirabai even after she was married to rana 
she was still in love with Krishna because as a child she was told you are married to Krishna only Krishna is your husband nobody else is your husband so she has already taken it for granted that Krishna is the only husband that she has and her body might have got married to Rana does not she doesn't care a damn about it that is material worldly who cares about that material world material worldly bodies are made from panchabhutas they come and they go they come and they go they come and they go but in reality who are you married to you are married only to one being and that is called krishna and that is what mirabai understands and that is what spirituality is all about we all come from the one spiritual being that is called the supreme divine consciousness and that is the only being we are bothered about this is the truth gopis understand so they never feel separated from the lord because they will have the lord inside of them they are married to krishna only they are not married to anybody else got it so i'll repeat the line again then you will understand the truth of this line sukadev goswami said having thus been instructed by krishna in spiritual matters the gopis were freed of all the tinges of the false ego that i am this i am, they, they call their names you know i am like this my name is so and so i am married to this one i am married to this person i am this one's wife and i am this one's daughter and i am this one's mother all that is called false ego they forget the false ego because of incessant meditation upon him so when you meditate on the divine lord you become one with him and with their deepening absorption in him they came to understand him fully then only you will understand the truth about the lord then only you will know who the lord is got it that is why you will know that only krishna is your husband besides that nobody else on this planet earth the gopis spoke thus then now once the gopis understood they speak to krishna once again they say to him dear lord whose navel is just like a lotus flower your lotus feet are the only shelter for those who have fallen into the deep well of material existence your feet are worshiped and meditated upon by the great mystics yogis and highly learned philosophers we wish that this lotus feet may also be awakened within our hearts although we are only ordinary persons engaged in household affairs so the gopis make an endearment make a you know prayer to krishna and they say you know krishna we are very thankful that you have told us this knowledge today you know we will always like to be under your chhatra chhaya and always at your feet constantly just like all the yogis all the great sages and the saints whether it is sai baba whether it is ramkrishna parmahansa whether it is whoever in this world all the great sages they bow down to krishna only and they all are devoted to you just like they are also married to krishna by the way whether it is ramkrishna ji whether it is sai baba or whether it is any of the sages or the saints they are also married to krishna you should know this so your feet are worshiped and meditated upon by the great mystic yogis and highly learned philosophers even the philosophers are the same we wish that this lotus feet of yours this lotus feet of yours which you are there in this human body today you have come in this human body na this lotus feet that are there may be awakened in our hearts so that in our hearts your feet will be imprinted upon us it's constantly the feet are imprinted upon us 
although we are ordinary persons engaged in our household affairs so we are like ordinary beings you know and we are bothered about our day to day life we are living with our families we are feeding our children we are doing so many things so please give your feed to us and let this feed be imprinted in our being forever and ever and let us not forget that you are our true master and not the material worldly people that are around us so we have come to the end of the chapter 82 and we will stop over here now okay so you can shut down